Good morning, everybody. It's Mal with NFT Culture. I am joined today with Adam, Gwyneth, and Abby. We are talking about Futera, one of the uh, biggest brands, 32 years of history, and their entrance into the NFT space. How are you all doing this morning? Good, well. thank you. Thanks for having us here. Absolutely. Thank you for joining. You know, when, when we were talking offline uh, over the last couple of weeks in the entrance, um, being uh, an American on this side of the pond, I had no uh, appreciation for the size and scope of uh, Futera and, and the, the, the project that you guys have done and built over the last 30 years. And then when I started digging and looking at the teams that y'all work with and the brands that y'all are working with, it's truly an honor to just be uh, interviewing y'all and talking about this. So very briefly, uh, Gwyneth, can you give us a background on what Futera is for those in the U.S. that may not know about it, although probably everyone internationally knows way more than I do about this? Sure, no problem, Mel. Thanks. Uh, well, basically, Futera has been around for uh, 32 years. Um, we were established in Australia, producing officially licensed collections for a range of sports. Uh, so basketball, baseball, cricket, rugby, and soccer, football, you name it, they, they did it. Um, it extended its operations to Europe in the uh, 1990s and realized quite quickly that the only sport that people really wanted over there was football, soccer. Uh, it secured licenses with 12 English Premier League and Championship League clubs. Uh, including Manchester United, Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea, Man City, etc. And um, pre we produced a, a full range of football merchandise at that point, distributing worldwide. Uh, then in about around 2008, we launched into the digital sector and we created an online football card game. And a few years later, we turned that game into reality where we uh, created a unique football management method, which we called Futera FC. And that was where a game was uh, a game played by a real professional football team playing in a real league was managed live by fans from their computers. And that was a world first, basically, at that time. Uh, the online community would vote on tactics, formation, playing style, etc. as the game, the game actually played out in the pitch. Uh, this wasn't a commercial exercise. We were exploring the digital space. Uh, no one had done it before, and it was fun. So basically, that was how we ended up there. Uh, over the past 10 years, we've extended our focus to the high end, uh, introducing premium football cards to the hobby. Uh, player autograph cards, game use memorabilia, cards produced in 24 karat gold, porcelain, crystal, diamonds. Uh, and we also, at that time, started to develop and explore the markets in Southeast Asia, where we felt things were going to be for the future. And so we, uh, I started production in China, uh, extended to Japan, Singapore, Korea, Hong Kong. Um, as well as over the last few years, we've seen exponential growth in demand from the U.S. market. So it's been a very busy and exciting time over, over that. Um, apart from being a trading card publisher, we Futera is an ambassador for women's football. And in Southeast Asia, we host stadium tournaments for girls' women's football, uh, which is open to participating teams from around the world. And we've also extended the Futera brand into sports apparel, and we specialize in football teamwear, 
including women's kits, of course. Jumping to today and the NFT space, which brings us back to you again, uh, with her experience spanning the digital sector for many years ago, as well as our, our on-the-ground experience of, of real-life football, we felt it made sense to put together a program cherry-picking from our experiences and skill sets from our brand's history to create a hybrid offering, combining the digital and physical space with something unique to offer collectors and sports fans. And that, I guess, takes us up to today. That's awesome. And, and just looking at the history and, and everything else, it's really exciting. And, you know, one of the, the interesting things about these types of projects and, and you know, as we head from the, the traditional to the digital realm, um, NFTs were on y'all's radar for some time. And uh, you, you, you knew about NFTs, but you weren't in a hurry to jump in. You wanted to make sure that you knew what y'all were getting into. Can y'all talk about that decision process? When did the, the concept of NFTs uh, really you know, hit y'all's desk? And then um, what made you guys finally decide, okay, now's the time. We want to jump in and explore this in more detail. Okay. Well, I think we had been watching the space for a while, certainly for the last year. And we had seen uh, the, if you like, traditional trading cards coming out uh, as an NFT. Uh, but we felt that uh, they were released and then they quite quickly became yesterday's news. So we wanted to create something that was going to provide longevity and something more of a, of a combined uh, virtual physical experience for the collector with an interesting roadmap, uh, offering a future, if you like, and some involvement from wherever you were in the world. There was going to be something exciting happening, not just after you bought it, and it's a collectible, that's very nice, but what can you do with it? You know, what, what's going to do for me? So we want, we, we, we want to come up with an exciting roadmap, basically. That's awesome. So it wasn't just, uh, hey, NFTs, cash grab, let's make some money. No, no. no. I think um, following on from, from what Gwen said there, Mal, um, you know, I think the easiest thing for us to do as a, as a card publisher would have just been to create NFT versions of our cards. But, you know, the way we looked at it and the way actually I looked at it personally in the conversations that we had as a team was like, okay, which projects are going to have longevity? And it, it became apparent to us it was the ones that were providing utility. It's the ones that were uh, creating a, a narrative, a, a full community around their around their NFTs. So, um, and that really kind of matched our values as, as, as a company. Um, you know, we, we've had a strong community across the world now for, you know, the past three decades that we've been making cards. You know, we've got a, a really strong base in, in, in China, um, actually, you said at the top of the show, you know, you, you're not too familiar with us over there at Stateside, but there are lots of card collectors over there that are. Where I am in the UK, obviously, this is the uh, it's contested by the Brazilians, but this is the birthplace of of, of football slash soccer. Um, so, you know, everybody's mad here culturally for, for the game. So we, we do have a big presence here. So the point to that is we built a community um over these years and then we kind of saw nfts as an opportunity to build upon that community again because of how community focused it is and uh, yeah i think just kind of releasing card versions of our nfts would not have done that justice there needs to be more to it and hence that's how we've arrived over like a process a lots of iteration but we've that's how we've arrived at futera united 
That's awesome. You know, one of the things that's really important for me, and I talk about it quite a bit, is you know, you know, tops. And I don't want to, I don't want to be negative on anyone, but um, tops did a kind of lazy. Inter- you know, we saw in in the U.S. that NBA Top Shot was doing good. They had these moments, and then <clears throat> tops came in and said, "Hey, we're going to go do." virtual baseball cards and like they got eviscerated, right? If, if you're going to buy a digital thing, you want to have something around it. So when you think about community, um, my uh, primary use case when I talk about community building is and will remain forever Top Dog Beach Club uh, because they were able to build uh, a phenomenal um community both ahead of their launch and you know I, I i use them as the penultimate example of a project that um was in it for the long haul they built utility they were uh they were purpose-built it wasn't a cash grab and they didn't have to sell out immediately to uh to have longevity and their community is still one of the strongest in the nft space and so what's really interesting is you know abby and paul and i have gotten to know each other quite a bit over the last um few months and, and our team and them were hanging out in Miami and I wish I was there and I'm really sad that I didn't get to meet you in person. But, you know, what was really interesting is that um, what the Top Dog Beach Club team did is they built this awesome community, awesome art. Um, and then now, you know, with kind of their their launch pad, y'all uh, got to know each other and now you guys are partnering. So, Abby, can you talk just a little bit about how y'all are helping uh, Futera, and also double down a little bit on the importance of community. Yeah, of course. Um, so I'm Abby, I'm co-founder and artist at Top Dog Beach Club. Um, so we actually, we had our launch pad as part of our roadmap 2.0. We're really excited about it. Um, we've helped a couple of projects so far, but we've we've had so many applications, as, as you can imagine. The demand for Web3 devs at the minute, people were able to do the smart contracts and actually make this happen is really, really high and supply is really low. Um, so we've had to wade through um, so many excellent ideas and we could only really pick out the very best ones or the ones that we feel uh, are, are going to succeed. And after seeing Futera and what they've been able to achieve, achieve with real life uh, collectibles, um, I mean, it's a no brainer really. And something I really love about their project, I don't know if you've mentioned this yet actually, is um, they want to, well, they are going to create a an actual football team in real life that are going to, be driven by the nft community and the holders which is so exciting and something that really stands out to me this isn't just part of their roadmap this is something that is happening regardless of how many nfts they sell so they're really serious about this they've got the resources they've got the experience with collectibles they've got an amazing team and these guys just know what they're doing and they are going to they're going to pull this out of the bag um adam i don't know if you want to talk a little bit more about sort of that element of it. I know I didn't answer uh, your question about community, but maybe I can uh, come back to that. <laughs> no, but Abby, you, you got the important thing in. So uh, nice one there. Um, yeah, so the, the concepts of Futeri United, um, if I go back to the start, Mal, if, if you let me. Um, we are, you know, we are football fans. We're very passionate about the beautiful game. Um, and I think sometimes as football fans, we and and any any football slash soccer fans listening to this will this will probably resonate. We feel sometimes a little bit detached from our clubs. So I think the higher your football club is up the uh, the football pyramid, 
um, the, the more kind of detached you come become from your club because these these are global entities and they you know and they're they're, they're huge organisations and um, they you know you just you just feel that level of separation. My team Everton are a Premier League team. They're not one of the more successful clubs in in, in the Premier League, but they're a top five football club. They have been for some time, and you know I, you don't you are quite far removed from from the actual club. Sometimes there are decisions made, and you're just not aware of them. And, you know, you don't know why certain decisions have been made and there's little explanation and you just as a fan have to kind of go and suck it up. So um, with that gripe, you know, we're passionate about football. We've done we've done a project like this in the past. The blockchain technology that we have now enables us to take that to the next level. And what, what we're saying is, right, we've got this this club, the infrastructure's there in Bangkok, Thailand, which is, um, you know, one of the places where we're based. Uh, so we can execute on this. As Abby touched on there, it doesn't matter if we... I often say to people, you know, if, if we sell one single NFT and it's to my mum, because um, she seems quite keen to buy one, uh, if, it's, if, she's the, if my mum is the only person that owns a Futeria United NFT, we're still going to do this club. <laughs> Like the, the club is the club is it's done. We've got we've got the facilities sorted. The the flags in the ground, so to speak. So um, does that mean your mum's going to be making all the decisions for the team? Yes. Um, and, and let me let I'll me just 50, 50, 50. I'll buy one. Her and I will manage it together. Well, my mum uh, is a tactical genius. Uh, she puts Alex Ferguson to shame. So uh, <laughs> you know she'd be a valuable asset to the project. However, you know, what we're, what we're saying to football fans here is we're saying Futeri United is for you. If you own one of our NFTs, you will get to vote on key decisions um, from everything from tactics to, you know, transfers to what jerseys we wear. Um, and, and together on this journey, we're going to, our dream, my dream, our dream, it always sounds preposterous when I say it, but it's to win the Asian uh, Champions League in 15 years' time. It's crazy that I even say that, but that's our dream. That's what we want to strive for. And together as a community, we're going to go on this journey and you're going to help us get there. You're going to have a stake in the matrix. You're going to have skin in the game. Um, and uh, yeah, I think there's something quite beautiful about that. But then also on top of that, you know, our NFTs, they are going to take on a life of their own within the metaverse. So we've got this whole piece on storification, which will come a little bit later, probably Q4 2022. Uh, 2022, yes, I'm getting my the years go that quickly now. I forget what year it is. 2022, Q4. You know, our our, our avatars are going to take on a, a a a life of their own in the metaverse. They're going to, you know. Um, uh, they're going to have obviously their traits, depending on their traits. Some of them are going to go on to be superstars within the Futeri United universe. So you've got different teams. So the NFTs belong to different teams and those teams interact with each other. Your player might go out the night before a big game and crash his Lamborghini into the side of the road and get into trouble with the press. Or he might be, you know, an immaculate professional and scores the winner in the cup final. You don't know, but you go on the journey with your NFT. And there's something quite quite cool about that as well. So uh, I hope I've, you know, condensed things down in a succinct way as much as I can. Is this you know, going to be a bit like a football manager? Um, well, yeah, I suppose the difference is, and, and we, we need to iron some of these creases out, um, Abby, but I think the difference is with football manager is obviously you have to be on it all the time, football manager. You have yeah. to kind of... Whereas this is a little bit more passive in the sense that actually, you know, you're not, you don't always have to be monitoring your NFT, you know, 
training him, making him or her do certain things. Those things will happen anyway. You can you might just get a notification on your phone every morning to, with an update. We haven't quite defined that bit yet, but again, like the team, the storification is coming. We're going to do it. That's something we have done before as well. You know, we've done we we our cards now back in the day. Um, you used to used to come with a code, and you would be able to go on and and uh, build a team online with the cards that you collected and play other people. Um, play other uh, collectors' teams. So again, that's something that we have a bit of experience and knowledge with, and something that again we're we're, we're super confident that we can execute and, and do it in a in a great way that's fun and entertaining. You know that's awesome. And and when when you think about like and, I, and once again, I don't mean to keep going back to like the Top Dog Beach Club examples of utility and everything else, but um, <clears throat> there was some components in there. And I'm going to mess it up, but um, when you think about I, I, it, was called Bones, and I think you you renamed it Snacks. Like now, like that was built in, like when y'all launched. And now all NFTs are like doing that. No one talks about it. So when you think about um, you know Paul, Paul's Paul is an artist in his own right with the smart contracts. So when you think about just the ability for y'all to execute and create uh, NFTs that do have the the right type of utility. Uh, there's not a better team that I think is going to be helping y'all with that. And so it's really cool to think about the component that y'all have. Not only is it uh, that the, you know, it's not access to this 15 year journey to create a championship team, which I think is incredible. And I think it's early, right? I have, in the U S the green Bay Packers are the only um, publicly traded um, American football uh, organization. Most of the others are, are private or held by conglomerates. So when you do think about, uh, how decentralization is going to come in and actually make an impact for all of these types of topics. It's incredibly interesting to think about. And I, I, I'm not, I could be wrong, but I think y'all are first. Um, and that's incredibly exciting. Can we spend a couple minutes um, just going through kind of timeline, roadmap, price, um, so that, you know, the, the listeners here and on the podcast can get an idea of, of how quickly you guys are moving because you know the priority pass says december primary mint is december um just walk us through that so um the, the website that you're looking at now is actually we're being we're updating that because okay. as i'm sure you'll appreciate you know since we published that well actually that predates our relationship with abby and the guys at, at top dog so things have changed a little bit time scales have changed we had a conversation internally um recently and uh, we kind of said we're gonna, probably going to have to move the mint into early new year the main reason for that is we want to make sure that we're you know we th this project is where it needs to be the last thing i think we want to do is rush it out and then you know there are things that we haven't picked up on we want to make sure that we're all comfortable and confident with it when we when we launch and we're doing a lot so that's yeah. probably understandable well, real quick i want i want to make a comment there because i think that's an important nuance is like um and i say this all the time but um you know back when nintendo games existed you couldn't just patch them right now we see when games are launched they're basically launched broken right they're uh you're basically a beta tester but back when the original Nintendo and stuff was out, if you put a game on a cartridge, you can't patch it. And uh, one of Miyamoto's famous quotes was, you know, a, a delayed game is eventually good. A broken game is broken forever. And right. so one of the big things that really makes me angry and makes a lot of collectors angry is that, um, and we, with, with some of the, some of the projects that we talked to on the side is we actually created an algorithm where we can actually measure 
how many Twitter followers do they have? What's the Discord size? What's the health of the community? What's the utility? Is there anything innovative? And we actually tell people like, hey, look, you got a 30% chance of success. Don't go. And a lot of people are like, no, we're going. The market wants this. And it's like, no, you're going to fail. And they fail. And so with, you know, with y'all's brand and, and everything you have, you know, it's awesome that you guys did meet Abby and Paul and, and all of that. But it's, it's, it's awesome that you're taking the time to do it right. And I just wanted to double down on that. You're not, you're not following what the market thinks you should be doing. You want to make this good. You want to make it perfect. And you want to make sure all the ducks are in a row. I think so many projects are doing that now. When we first launched just a few months ago, there was an element of uh, urgency to it. You have to get out as soon as possible. You have to sell out immediately. Otherwise, you're a failure. I think some people used to say. Um, but I think Top Dog has proven that that's not uh, the case because we took a few days to sell out and it's more of a slow burn. Um, and that seems to be what works now and what people value more. Um, and yeah, just taking your time, making sure that you're building something and there's no rush. If you're going to do it, you need to get it right. And particularly with the recent sort of bear markets and how the markets dipped up and down, a lot of projects are just uh, announcing, right, we're, we're launching probably sometime in January and we'll, we'll let you know when, when the time's right. Mm -hmm. So I think the community can appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I have a few more questions, but we'd love to have you back on when you guys are going live. Um, because I do think that this is one of, and I don't say this often, but I have said it before, but this is, um, this is one of the most exciting things for me. Um, just to see like the fact that the, the, it's real utility. Like everyone talks a lot about, oh, NFTs have utility and like a 10% discount on a pizza is awesome. And like, I'll take 10% off a pizza all day long. And like, I'm a big fan of, uh, merch. I'm, I, you know, I'm a big fan of Morty Got Club, and um, I, uh, I also like, you know, playing NFT games. But when you think about, like, cool, I can have this character avatar, metaverse, grow it, change it. But I also can say, like, oh wow, like, what's really interesting for me is, um, you know, th this is the type of thing that would get me into following, you know, football, um, soccer a lot more because I've been looking for an entry point. And I have a lot of friends in the U S and they play FIFA and like they're, they have their clubs and I just like sit down and I'm like, Oh man, like the barrier for me to get comfortable with this is just too much. And so I can just see a scenario where it's like, Oh wow. The, the, the self-described utility, even if you're not a fan of football, you're like the decisions we make have real world implications is incredibly interesting to me. Yeah, Mal, can I, can I just uh, uh, make a point, actually? So um, one thing regarding the on the club aspect that's really important to us, again, I think this is where, especially Mark and I, um, we kind of talk to Gwyneth about football a lot. And sometimes Gwyneth's like, you know, I don't want to hear how West Ham did. Or I'll, I'll moan to Gwyneth about how Everton are playing. She's like, I, I don't care. She's a, she's a Celtic fan or a Rangers fan. She doesn't really care. The Glasgow the Glasgow teams do it. But, but I think one, one thing that's really important to say is when we, when we kind of, as football fans, when we looked at this, we were like, we know you can't go in and buy a pre-existing football club because a pre-existing football club... Oh, it's very. It makes it very, very hard to go and buy one that already exists. That has, in Britain as well. You've got to remember, most English football clubs have been around for over a hundred years. So to to go in and superimpose yourself onto a club with all the traditions and heritage 
and um, the culture that surrounds that club and then say, hey, we're going to take your your club and then we're this community of people on the internet from all over the world are going to manage it. That just, I don't think, I'm not confident that that would, that would work that well because I think the pre-existing fan base would go, no, you're not. We're going to protest and make your life hell if you do this because this is our thing. Uh, you know, so um, so what we so that's why it's really important to highlight the fact that we're actually starting a club, and from the word go, you know, everybody that's involved is going to understand the dynamics here. Uh, I did a, um, a a spaces event the other night, and someone said to us, "Well, you know, how how, how will the, the coach respond to the fact that they may be told to do things by the community?" And the coach will understand from the day from day one that that's the deal. Like, that is part of it. You don't come to manage Futeri United if you, um, you know, if you're not going to be on board with that element of the project. So there's a there's a fundamental key difference there. Um, I just wanted to, to kind of highlight that because I think it's important. And we've I think done it's, that it's, before. Sorry, um, go ahead. Sorry, I'm just going to say, Adam, you know, we've done this before. And so the coach we had with, uh, with our uh, professional football team that we ran, um, yeah, he was shouting the directions from the sidelines and the online community were changing the playing formation or the, or the, the, the formation playing style, tactics, etc. And, you know, yes, he had to relay that to the players live on the pitch. Uh, but that was all part of it. Uh, everyone really enjoyed it, including the coach. <laughs> you, you have to know what you're signing up for. You know, one of the, my, my biggest exposure is... Um, you know, growing up in Dallas, uh, Tom Hicks bought the Texas Rangers, bought the Dallas Stars. He got, you know, big hockey guy. Uh, you know, yes, we won the Stanley Cup. It's awesome. But we also, um, he also went and bought Liverpool and, you know, sold it for a $100 million loss. And so uh, I, the difficulty of all that is really interesting. And I do think it's, um, the approach is cool because it's like, it's, it's new, it's fresh. It's, it's not, you don't have to deal with some of the institutional baggage that, that comes with, um like the culture behind that, creating something new is is really, really uh, unique and exciting. I think it also becomes more realistic to control those decisions. I think if you buy an existing club, and even a, even a bigger one, um, the, the individual having an impact on what's happening or the community having a genuine impact, I think it's going to be quite limited. Um, whereas when you're getting in from the ground up and building it from the ground up, like Futura, there's just something genuine about it, something exciting and something which kind of feeds into the whole NFT space and, and what it's all about. Um, you know, anybody can do anything and you as a collector, as a holder, can actually make a difference in the real world. I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see where this goes and what happens with it. It's going to be phenomenal. I, I'm definitely looking forward to this. I have one final question and hopefully we can have you all back um, when you guys are getting ready to launch. Do you love Ted Lasso? <laughs> we do. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah, all his life. Um, I, I, you know, I think Ted Lasso is just doing. Uh, it's it's such a it's such a cool show uh, for for us here. And I mean, it's it's bringing so much attention to such an awesome uh, sport that doesn't need it because it is the biggest sport in the entire world. But uh, I did want to ask that. Any final uh, comments before we wrap? I don't think so. I think from from a project perspective, obviously, you know, uh, my 
as a community manager, my main thing at the moment is is really building on on the early success and the early interest. We want to get people onto our Discord, so come and join us. We want to get people following us on on, on Twitter. Um, all that information is on our is on our profiles. The website's due to be updated, so the information on there now is going to change, but not drastically. In fact, we're just going to add to it. Uh, that's currently um, in progress at the moment. I'm just writing all the the website copy for that. So um, yeah, you know, come and come and join us. Come and get involved. I think if you if you really do love soccer slash football, this is the the project for, for you, isn't it? So uh, yeah, come and swing by and say say hello. And keep an eye on uh, what Futura are doing uh, to represent women in the space because uh, they are the only trading card company in the world with a female CEO. Did I get that right? You did. Um, which is incredible. And Gwen, yeah, she's here today. Um, and uh, also a significant proportion of the, the cards are going to be women as well. And I don't think that's something that's been done before. So they're really trying to make a difference in this space and, and for, for women's football as well. That's awesome. Well, I am super appreciative and thank you for y'all's time. I know y'all are heads down working on innovating and creating the future. And we hope to have you back again soon. And um, I'm extremely excited and looking forward to this. So thank you, everybody. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.